Right. Staunch. One, two, three. One, two, three. <laughs> Just checking it works. Right. the Pick Out Podcast. I'm joined by Lachlan Gatley this week. Good Hi again on Lachlan. Good evening. Yeah, we Happy had a wee conversation about getting Lachlan's uh, name right and we've just hit in a winner. Yeah. Nice one. I've uh, been going to Lachlan f- to games now for about a year and a wee bit now. Yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lachlan, since we started going to games, what's been your favourite game we've been to? Favourite game we've been to? Well. Slim Pickens. Hearts Away. Hearts Away. Hearts Away. Yeah, Parts I reckon away, so. Yeah, um, was, was good, day good day out. I remember getting a train, what, early doors? Early doors, early bed that few, night. Early bed yeah, that night. Yeah, ah, I went out that night, but I remember getting the cans of a train, a few dark fruits, of course. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Absolutely um, fantastic. I got a good chip on the way home as well. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, stick a, a good, good day, day out. Um, one thing I don't worry about that day, boo and Kyle Lafferty. Nah, I didn't boo. I, <laughs> I didn't boo him. Yeah. Um, Laffer's will always have a place in my heart. Anyway... Enough for Kyle Lafferty. Well, we might turn up later on in the episode. Actually, actually, he definitely will. Uh, theme of this episode is the 2017 as a year as a whole. Um, Lachlan, personal highlights of the year. Clint Hill, and that's about Clint it. Clint Hill, about yeah. it. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, to go back to that day, I went. Um, where did you watch the game? I watched it in a pub. I, don't know, I can't remember what pub it was, but... I was outnumbered heavily. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I would. Um, I've. I don't think I could ever watch a game, uh, Rangers Celtic game in a pub where it's mixed. I wouldn't do it again. I, I think yeah. it's very much either at the game or you're at home. Yeah. Away from any mm-hmm. kind of sharp. See, in the way down to it there, I uh, walked down to Parkhead from this flat. Well, obviously the listener can't tell, <laughs> but this flat is um, just in Alexander Parade. So I walked down to Belgrove and I had my scarf on. <laughs> And uh, a guy drove past me in a car and just screamed, your club's deez me! And his daughter leant over and hung the horn twice. <laughs> I sweat right. Back in the pocket. Um, I'm going to say personal highlights for myself. Um, 3-0 win away at Pataudry in April. I'd say both away wins at Pataudry. Yeah, yeah, I remember we watched the one in the Royalty. Fun. But the one I went to, uh, the first one, uh, I was on the Greats bus. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> I was sitting in the second back road, been out the night before, so it was quite worse for wear. <laughs> and um, these boys uh, started, started smoking on the bus just as we got out from Glasgow. And they went, and I went, I went, oh my god, are you guys smoking? And they went, they went, oh, and, oh Glasgow Uni doesn't like us smoking on the bus. <laughs> and the whole day, right, I was referred to as Glasgow Uni. Serves you right. Yeah, serves you right, to be fair. Yeah, right, to be fair. <laughs> um, but that whole day, I remember getting to it. It was a lovely sunny day in upper, up in Aberdeen. And I remember first half, I didn't, we didn't think we had much. I remember thinking, oh, Brian Jack's been a... Yeah, no, yeah. no, Brian Jack put a tackle on Joe uh, Garner. Yeah, that's, that and was I, it. At this point, I wasn't aware that Ryan Jack was about to become yeah, a fan favourite. Yeah. And I remember him putting that tackle on Garner. I thought, oh, I fucking hate that wee guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Well, I always think like I used to think he had like a horrible look about him. Now I think he's really he handsome. He does he, he very much. Very, he's very handsome now. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, that day we had was it Miller scored first, then again. Yeah, Miller got two. Got first. Miller got two really quickly. I remember the game was. I remember it was an awful game, and I remember watching it. And the last ten minutes was just mental. 
Yeah. And after the end of it, I was a bit gobsmacked. I thought, how have we just done that? Yeah, I know. But, um, yeah, it was a bit of an outlier. But yeah, tell you what, good Rangers teams go to Pataudry and get beat. They do. And a they Pedro-inspired banter years team. Pedro was on his knees. You paid for Pedro, Pedro was, was on, on his, his knees. knees. Yeah, no, <laughs> I remember, <laughs> laughing aside, I remember I was literally giving it Pedro Caixinha, Pedro Caixinha. Yeah, about, I thought, about, the only, about the only time that's yeah. ever been done. <laughs> no. I was like, next we've got Fissel, Celtic in two weeks, so like, oh, we'll have him. <laughs> There's your bloody luck. <laughs> right. um, low lights, um, old firm defeats, I'd say the 2 0. Funnily enough, I actually found the 2 0. Uh, Hamden worse than the five one at Ibrox because like I kind of given up on the season by the, after the two. And I was like, all we had was the Scottish coming out's gone now. The worst one for me was Aberdeen at home in May, and it was two one, and it was midweek Wednesday it night. It was a midweek Wednesday night, and it was just awful. Um, it it was just everything about it. Just because that record had been there for what twenty seven years. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was just the scene. I never thought that record would come crashing down. Uh, and it did in quite spectacular fashion. So that for me was the low yeah. light. I, I I watched the uh, both the, the the Celtic games at, in, yeah. at home. So mm-hmm. I don't think it was as bad. And yeah. I was I was also sober. So Tell that you probably what, helped. Low light game was the two now we got beat in September, but we had quite a good night out after it. Well, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The less said about that, we turned better. it around. Yeah, less said about that. Turned about. Better, turned about I think. Uh, Several of the listeners to this podcast will know what we're talking yeah, about what happened after that one. Absolutely. Um, I'm still not over it, if I'm honest. No. No. Your YouTube history still getting uh, hammered. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. Um, on that, well, away from that theme, we're going to talk about the biggest events of 2017. Um, and unfortunately for us, uh, Lachlan and I, we're, we're being balanced. Uh, we have to start with Celtic doing the treble. It's probably one of the most significant events. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so undefeated league season second half of what was probably marked most by beating Aberdeen who finished second every time yep. pretty convincingly yep. um, and that win yeah. at uh, when at those two five wins one at the start of the season and the one at Ibrox mm. um, the probably catalyst of this happening was the appointment of Brendan Rodgers yeah I'd say so um, mm. I think we've had discussions about what would have happened if that semi-final never happened. Yeah. Um, would Celtic want to go to Brendan Rodgers? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I think uh, we would have. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But I, I feel that it, it may have lulled, not everyone, but it may have lulled quite a, a few Rangers fans into a false sense of security. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to argue, you know, they, they pretty much put teams to sword every week, including mm. us. Um, wasn't much of a challenge. Yeah. But um, I think you can definitely, if you compare it to what this season, it kind of makes you appreciate, you know, how consistent they were last season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I remember watching the, the Scottish Cup final. I really thought Aberdeen were, I mean, they, they played very yeah. well. Um, it was the one game in, in the world where I could sincerely wish both teams could lose. But, yeah, um, I know. I, well, I, watch, I, I really thought, I really, I really thought that um, Aberdeen were going to win that one. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, if, if we're being honest, they deserved it. Oh, definitely. So, you know, um, definitely. If you go without losing a game yeah. all season domestically and already won the League yeah. Cup. I think, and how long did it take for them to come back and score when Aberdeen went ahead? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, and it was wasn't, less it than two minutes. Long. It wasn't very long. Um, I thought they definitely deserved it. If you're looking, talk, talk about Rodgers first of all. Um, like, I know sometimes down south he kind of gets this image of a kind of David Brent character. Like, I think it's the fake tan and the yeah. new teeth. Unfair or not, but I think no, I, I down think... south and up north it pains me to say it, he has definitely proven himself as I don't I wouldn't say he's a 
a genius or anything, but he's definitely a top manager. I think. I mean, it's all relative. I, I'm just, I, I kind of, I'm just getting messages on my phone as people listen to that, <laughs> as people unfriend me. But I yeah, he's just relative, a top manager. I think you need, to, you need to keep it relative. But I think if if you also consider how he did at Liverpool yeah. in Europe, yeah, think about how he's done with Celtic in Europe. Yeah, they're very comparable. Yeah, um, it's, it's. I find it very difficult to. Talk about Celtic because I I don't I don't watch them unless yeah. they're playing us and when they're playing us I don't watch it from a tactical perspective it's, yeah. a, it's an emotional thing, um, but any team any team that does a treble and goes unbeaten and it's still yeah. as consistent irrespective of what the competition yeah. is like or the lack of mm-hmm. there's obviously something there yeah and that's as much as I'm going to give how would you okay on that point talking about comparative how would you compare O'Neill's team to Rogers' team um, Rogers' team is much prettier to watch yeah. with Martin Neal the, the reason Celtic won a treble in 2001 was that they were up against a Dick Avocat side who were very good on the ball mm-hmm. but they could not match Celtic physically yeah. and that's what did it for them um, you know, it was a very they physical, played 3-5 they played 3-5-2 similar to what O'Neill did at Leicester you know it was boot the ball up to John Hartson yeah. who would, or Sutton who would head yeah. it down for Larson and they had mm-hmm. a great finisher and there's, there's no denying that yeah. um, and I do think there's a difference but my main surprise from last season was I really couldn't understand how they, why they didn't do it sooner, when 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 Rangers weren't weren't in the. Yeah. The what appointed a top manager? No, when the treble. When the treble. It was there for the, yeah. I mean, and fair enough if you compare the squads, you know they they, mm-hmm. they they took the foot off the gas, and you can understand yeah. why. Well, a friend of mine once uh, said to me that um, he thinks the kind of plan was whilst Rangers are away, we'll have a kind of budget manager. Yeah, and we'll I mean, kind of save our, and when I, Rangers come back, we'll save our money and we'll have money available last, to get a manager. The like weird Benton thing Ross. for me is that the last two Celtic managers have been for me in my life the most likable because Ronnie Dyla was, you know, I yeah. never had anything. Oh like no, actually, guy. I really disliked Ronnie no. Dyla. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers, the roar, and you know, even though he'd left years later. Um, the chat of him being naked or something like that. Yeah, well, yeah. He was a young, he was a or, young guy. Yeah. And I felt sorry for him because you know the Celtic board are quite infamous for not giving the managers a lot of money to spend yeah. and I, I don't think Dyla could ever win because you know in the circumstances he could only be successful if he won the treble every year yeah. or the two seasons he was there and done well in Europe but they, yeah. they just they, they sold on their best players so you yeah. can't really be surprised that they didn't yeah so mm-hmm. um, and yeah. in fairness to Dyla he, you know guys like Armstrong came in at times yeah and we're just as we're going on to the players of that Celtic team that year Sinclair player of the year maybe not being the second half of 2017 no. being the player he's been no. and I'd probably say Scott Brown's been the best form since 07 yeah, I mean, since Scott, the first season I mean, of Celtic as, as much as Scott Brown will never ever have a get a positive word from either of us yeah. he, the last two seasons he's he, he, he's especially in old firm games you can yeah. see the difference maybe not the last one but mm-hmm. especially last season against whatever yeah. Midfield that Rangers put out, which wasn't very much of one, mm-hmm. he dominated it. And so even the first game of this, I remember what the first old firm game this season, he ran yeah. the show. Yeah, and it was difficult to watch, but mm-hmm. you know, it, against Dorans, I was remembering yeah, that moment he, he just was, in front of the was, stand. Yeah, you know, he was he, he he was he was the best player. In the and no, that's the, it's the kind of player that I I would love to have. Maybe not not him. Not anyone but, that, anyone but him. Anyone but, but him. But yeah, a player of that ilk, and you know, he's very kind of like Barry Ferguson. We can right. get into nowhere, a 10 minute discussions about nowhere, how nowhere I feel Nowhere near, about I know, I know how yeah. much I feel Anyway, um, I think that's, tell you what, see on that note We're going <laughs> to stop talking about Celtic's triple winning season 
Welcome to section two, otherwise otherwise known as the Pedro Diaries. <laughs> right, so we're going to go, baby, take me back to the start, right? Uh, the appointment was made in March, uh, just before we drew one all at Parkhead. Day, uh, or day before. The day before, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, before. I remember, because you messaged me saying, finally, and I thought, oh my god, he's got, he's got a ticket to the game, <laughs> no. and I was like, no, 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 oh, finally, we've appointed this Portuguese guy. Um, so... I remember we went to Parkhead and I remember draw like what going one nil down yep. and thinking like I remember like oh, it's been coming to happen. Waghorn had that chance. Yeah, no. Yeah, and and be- my, my pal Jordan said he was like that was the one. I was like that was the one. And we came into it at the end and got the goal. And I yep. felt like well deserved. And I thought yeah, it was well deserved. Yeah, well deserved. Um, hope that ball girl's still screaming at Clinton Hill. Ah, she's. <laughs> I'm not going to say what she's probably still doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was a good day, and we had quite a good drink after that as well. We did. Uh, yeah, Lachlan and I, and Silent Robbie on the couch <laughs> over there. Um, so I was feeling quite infused at this point, and then the next weekend we went on and uh, cuffed Hamilton. Yep. Uh, yeah, four now. Four now. Yeah. Um, so things were looking pretty bright and there was a few we didn't lose a game for quite a while we, we drew quite a lot I mean we drew yeah. at home to Motherwell we did, did the, the triple mother, substitution the Motherwell game was meant the, the last by the end of the game that we one Rob Kieran was yeah. and anyone who has watched Rob Kieran which yeah. I imagine is all of you yeah. will know how poor a defender he is mm. Rob Kieran was the only defender on the pitch at that point yeah. and it was the se- <laughs> I remember someone described the second Three half against Motherwell <laughs> as an acid trip and it was yeah. It was it was like that. It was mental. Yeah, it was. The Jairs and psychedelics is not a combination. Michael Howard was playing. I do, Michael Howard was playing. Michael Howard was playing. That's the headline. That's the headline, right? It was mental. Um, that was a wild game. That. And then after that, I was pretty dead in the dumps, and we went on midweek, and we drew with Kilmarnock nil nil, and oh, I was, was just so fed up. It was dreadful. At that point, I was so fed up. Then, as we mentioned earlier in this pod, we went and won three 0 at Petondry. We did. And so I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm giving it. This guy's a genius. <laughs> like uh, we went at Party Festival. Great day. Great. Had a fantastic. Yeah, I went. A- I went on my own. No, you're talking about the end of the season. I'm talking I did. about Party Festival at home. Oh my. Between god. just before the Celtic game, and we come and come and kind of come into this game against Celtic with a wee bit of momentum behind us, and we drew. Yeah. With Ross County the week before and Brown they got did. sent off. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, what's going like, on? There, there was a dodgy penalty decision and the, 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 the referee of that game at Ross County was the linesman. And the week building up to it, there was a, shall we say, a lot of a lot of media attention. A, ca- a, campaign, a campaign, would you say? A campaign, a campaign. orchestrated by yeah. a... Certain someone, anyway. Certain someone. <laughs> we had that. And then... Going into this game, I really thought that morning, you know, I was quite drunk, right? <laughs> I thought we could really do something here. And it was so abject, pathetic. Yeah. See the moment with Waghorn running to get the ball uh, to the Benny Hill music? Yep, that, that was is, accurate. That was definitely accurate. It was so accurate. I remember where I was sitting, I was sitting at the top tier, and I Celtic got the penalty. I was like, that's never a penalty. The guy told me, he, someone had texted him saying it was definitely ah, was a penalty. Was it, well, it definitely it was. was. And that and see after that it was really downhill from there. I think despite a few after it, after it went to two, I mean I can remember Celtic just took their foot off the gas and fair enough because we didn't show anything. Yeah. Remember, Do, I think Dodo had a good chance late on, but the thing that did it for me was the McGregor's goal. Yeah. Just the way the way it went in, it was just a very slow like side yeah, thing. Oh, very coolly finished, but yeah, the way bad. that I, I remember Fodringham just fell, fell over. Fell on his back after. And I just thought at that point there's no way. You know, you know, should you be doing after that? You stand up, pick the ball up in it and kick it to the centre yeah, of the pitch. There was a, there was there was almost a sense of 
you know, inevitability about it. Yeah. Even before the game started. And then the week after. Well, the one of the one of worst results. One of one of the most embarrassing mm. days I think I've ever experienced. Yeah. It was it was just. I'm sure there's been a lot of people who quite enjoy this, but it was it, yeah. was, it was just horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely horrible. It was. Oh. I think the third Paddy Roberts goal going in. Nah, it's, it was. It was. was no, was it Roberts got the third? McGregor got the third. McGregor got the third. Yeah, one. I scored a week before. Yeah, but it was just. I was abject. It was. It was. It was a horrible. I, I, I would say I'd never forgive a few of those players who played that day because they were so no. abject in that performance. I, I think mean, Emerson Hyman was terrible that day. He he got a very. Well, he bad, turned he, off right after for one off. He did. I remember the player I was most annoyed with that day was Josh Windass because I remember Beerman gave away that penalty. Yeah. Windass was over, just giving him absolute pelters, and Josh Windass at that point. Had done nothing the fact, to, he warrant. Is to warrant. And I, again, honestly, in the summer, I wanted Josh Windass away from Rangers so so much. Mm-hmm. Um, have turned since, around. Since changed my turned mind. Around. And that's yeah. down to him. So fair enough. But mm-hmm. it was a, uh, it was just, it was a, yeah. a dreadful day. Yeah. So that section was called Old Firm Humblings, right? Yeah. We're now moving on to end of season and summer and the Aberdeen game, as you already discussed. Yep. Had that total disaster, and then probably, arguably, the worst result in. Arguably the worst result in Rangers history. Yeah, um, I remember meeting you in the pub after the away game. Tenets, I, I was, yeah. I was, I was at the home game, and it was. I remember what first half Cranshaw was just pinging balls about, and I thought we looked, we looked good. Yeah, they they sat back, so it was kind of what we'd expected. But I didn't watch the second leg. Um, but I remember going to the pub afterwards. To meet I watched you, it on a stream, and it, was, and it you know, it's so appropriate. It just cut to black yeah, <laughs> as soon as the full time whistle went, and I, all I could I, see was my big stupid face looking funny, at it like, oh it, no! It, it's really weird. At the time, I kind of thought, you know what? I'm kind of glad we're out. But in hindsight, I, it's just it's, it's no. I, it's I think the fun, beyond, yeah, beyond reprehensible. It was, it was embarrassing. Yeah. Um, then after that we had a pretty bad defeat against St Johnson in a friendly. I was like, oh my god, this really isn't good. I wrote a blog Did called. We, lose? we got beat St Johnson a friendly behind closed doors. To be ah. fair, we had, a, we had a we had a decent pre-season. Bar yeah. bar Niedercorn, which obviously yeah. is hard to overlook. Mm-hmm. We had a pretty good. I mean, we beat Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, drew with Marseille and beat. Uh, Watford yeah I think that's it yeah. I remember th- I remember going to the season being like you know what we've got a decent well see even well, I'm really gutted to mention Sheffield Wednesday because it looked like a right it was a good day yeah. Yeah. Um, Certain, yeah so we come back to the start of the season and we beat Motherwell uh, pretty you know Oh, I mean, they missed a few chances. We missed a few chances yeah. as well. But it was it was a tough place. Without it being cliche, it is, it is a tough place to go. Yeah, first day of the season, and, and you know, it's all right. I mean, the Hibs at home game. I still, oh, still dear. to this day, I will stay. No. I think decisions beat us. Yeah, but the, the worst hand, the, the worst refereeing performance I was I've ever seen. Yeah, I remember we were having a drink before. Yeah. I was ab- I got half day at work. I was absolutely buzzing to go. Started really well, um, and the referee, the referee got the game. I think Ryan Jack getting sent off unquestionably. So, I mean, Anthony Stokes should have been off in the first five minutes. Yeah. Within saying that, you know, Simon Murray didn't make, you know, I mean, Bruno obviously look like a right did, mug. He did, and, and, you know, it was their third, I mean, Hibbs' third goal was a, a wonder strike. Yeah. On that note, I still think West Fordham isn't very good dealing with long shots, yeah. but that's another matter for another day. Mm-hmm. But one of the most frustrating days I've ever had yeah. at, at Ibrox, and there's been a few. And then the week after that, we draw 0 0 with Hearts. 
And yeah. this keeps on going. We kind of pick up a few wins here and there, Ross County away, but we fail to rack up three wins in a row. Yeah. And this really comes to a head when we get beat by Motherwell in the League Cup semi-final. Yes, one of the, you'll agree, one of the worst walks home oh, of all time. Hamden to Bridge Street Hamden Tube. Bridge Street that tube. That was <laughs> See if anyone's been to Hamden and got beat in a semi-final. Yeah. I think they'll all be the able to The thing I remember most about Bridge. that day was when... When Motherwell scored their first, you turned to me and said, "We're not coming back from this." And yeah, I thought, you know what? Fair enough. Yeah, we're no. Fair enough. There was no I way. still got Lewis Moltz eyes looking at me yeah. as he goes for a second, and all I can get out is twist I mean, and shout to be, my head. If if there's anything we can say to defend Rangers' performance that day was that some of the some of the the, the physicality was over the top, and yeah, you know. Cardoso went off with a broken nose, and would you, that, would you boom, Pedro's boom. physicality and his touchdowns I mean, as well? Yeah, I mean, but that that became a running theme, and it, it got to a stage where I think at first we were like, "No, we like the passion," but eventually yeah. it just became embarrassing. And it was every week, and it just. It I just think of that. See, on. I remember saying, "There's no way he comes back from this." No, and we were right. And midweek, the, 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 the most bizarre draw. It was, <laughs> it was a Wednesday night. I remember being. I was. I was. It was. It wasn't very nice. Yeah, and but then see, I in the last minute when we missed that penalty. There's no doubt in anyone's no. minds that we're going to score. I knew, I knew that Daniel Condition never taken that penalty mm-hmm. because he's, he's, uh, a see, erratic, he's a very erratic finisher. Yeah. And c- considering everything that had happened, had I been on the top... I don't know if anyone would have scored that though. I, I, but see, even if you I think because of the way I would have said to someone else, listen, you go and take it. He's been yeah. waiting long enough. Yeah. Different mindset. And maybe something yeah. would have changed, but it was the most... And the joke had been made several times, but that night... And those last five minutes were the most banterous thing I've ever seen. <laughs> well, yeah. It probably will ever happen. Yeah. Well, but the next but, morning he was gone. Yeah. And now we see Pedro Cruz Azul. Yes. Uh, thankfully, taking Carlos Pen off. Yeah, I mean, as much as I'd like to criticise Rangers board, they've done pretty well so far this January. Yeah. You know, if you'd said we'll get rid of Pedro um, uh, Carlos Pena, they'll pay his wages, and hopefully we'll get. I think I believe it's about a million less than what we paid for him in the summer. Then that's. Yeah. All things considered, it's pretty good business. Yeah. Um, relatively. Relatively. <laughs> yeah, he's, relatively. Never been, he's on 27k a week, which is terrifying. One thing I'm going to say about Pedro actually recycling this uh, line from someone else, I still think Pedro did have good tactical ideas, but just yeah. couldn't convey them Pedro, to his players. And I think his man management was Pedro terrible Cuxinha, and erratic. Pedro Cuxinha is a very good coach. Yeah. He's not a manager, especially at a club like ours where... Do you not see the same thing about Warburton as well? Yes. Mark Warburton for me is a very good academy or a, a sporting director. Yeah. The thing about Kashina for me though was that I think he will do well in his career. One of the main things that did it for him here was the media. Yeah. Which was, and I, you may not agree, but at times it was xenophobic if not racist because it was a yeah, funny I, foreigner with all these funny ideas and he didn't work out but the treatment he got had that been... The media would never treat Rogers or if you go back in time, Smith... Like but that. they're successful managers. They are, they well. are, but they're not. You know, what, I do what, get a foreign. Element, Derek, I do Derek get McInnes has won a league cup. Derek McInnes would never get that sort also, of if he was at Rangers, and it was the same results. Derek McInnes is an exception, so I'm going to save it a bit right. for him as well. Okay. But no, I do get the point you're making about Pedro. Yep. I think he's a lovely, a lovely guy as well. Yeah, he no, I, like I do actually wish him all the best. Yeah, I hope he does well. I, I think I, a lot of other fans will wish him all the best. No, he does. He cared, but he just wasn't the right guy. And why? I think in time, getting it isn't enough. I think in time we'll look back and we'll think, why? How on earth did that board? And by that board, I mean how on earth did Stuart Robertson get duped by that? It was a, he's a very charming guy, and I understand yeah. why. But mm-hmm. 
It should never have happened. No, it wasn't the right appointment or the right time. Right, uh, we've said our piece on Pedro. We're going to move on and we're going to talk about Derek McInnes and the whole saga over him over last year. Now we move on to the next section of the podcast. We're going to talk about Derek McInnes and his various sagas this season. Uh, we'll start off in the summer where he didn't move to Sunderland. Do you know much about that, Lachlan? Um, I, I do in the light of what has happened recently with him potentially becoming the new Rangers manager. Yeah. Um, Martin Bain, formerly Rangers chief yeah. executive, is now the Sunderland chief executive. Mm-hmm. Um, reports have come out that Derek McInnes had verbally agreed to join Sunderland in the summer. Um, very similar to the Rangers show. Everything was done. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was good to go. And then at the last minute, Derek McInnes had a change of heart. Yeah. Now, with Sunderland... Not like, not like uh, not Dell to do that. Not like Derek McInnes. <laughs> now, at the time, I think a lot of people were... <laughs> It makes you surprised and mm-hmm. you can't, can't really be surprised because Sunderland, as have been proved, are a bit of a basket case club. Yeah. Um, if I was a manager, I wouldn't go anywhere near the place because yeah. there's, there's no money to I'm spend. surprised we've landed Chris Coleman. Yes, yeah. um, absolutely. But I, I, I think if he kind of wishes he hung around for a bit longer, yeah. he could have found himself yeah. at West Brom or some or, one of these places. Um, and a, a, potentially a club a little bit closer Swansea? to... Yeah, you and I's hearts. So. Oh well, I heard we offered him a job. Yeah, well, I, I, I didn't hear that um, speculation. I'm gonna be in this. When I heard um, that McInnes turned down something, I thought, you know what, that's a good move because it's it's not a club I'd ever really want to go near. At, yeah, at, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, you know what, fair enough. Stay at Aberdeen. Um, I think with Kashinia, if you were sensible about it, you, yeah. you, you knew that Kashinia probably was on a. He didn't have that yeah. long left. Once there's a string a few bad results, then the pressure would start to ramp up. So I think if I was Derek McInnes, I would probably have stayed at Aberdeen knowing that the Rangers job may have been on the horizon. Amazing. Um, and it was. Yes. And from what I've heard, not revealing my sources, but uh, we approached McInnes the day after the Kilmarnock game. Um, and he was keen for it. Yep. However, he held off um, due to... no. We held off as we approached other candidates, which I hear was one of them has been Slavin Bilic, mm-hmm. um, who turned us down and this kind of frustrated McInnes and the whole circus kind of went on and on and on. Yep. So who do you blame the board for not getting over the line? Or? Um, it's a mixer. I mean, from what I've heard, um, I mean, at the end of it, let, let, let's break it down. It took Rangers six weeks to go for the candidate that everybody thought they would go for. Yeah. Um, I still think we should have gone for him. Yeah. Um, I would have been quite happy enough to have got him. You know, th- there are questions about Derek McInnes but I, I do yeah. think he would have been the right guy um, when Rangers did eventually make the approach I, I don't think the two successive Aberdeen games helped Yeah. Um, because Aberdeen have you know never wanted really to do any business with Rangers mm-hmm. um, the Ryan Jack thing last year and uh, the upcoming, the upcoming, the upcoming Kenny McLean the upcoming saga, Kenny McLean <laughs> saga um, mm-hmm. will probably prove that but once once he was approached, we've you know it's it's now it's now out in kind of the yeah. media. Um, Derek McInnes agreed to join Rangers, um, yeah. and the rumours were that he'd actually spoken to Graham Marty about who would replace Ryan Jack mm-hmm. for the St Johnson game yeah. on the Saturday, uh, and then Derek McInnes suddenly had a change of heart. So when you can, I think when you take that into account and combine it with what happened at Sunderland, yeah, you then potentially need to ask questions about Derek McInnes' mentality and his bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek McInnes has got a pretty cosy gig up at Aberdeen now. Yeah. Stuart Milne cannot sack Derek McInnes now because yeah. he's you know it's he's turned Rangers down in favour of Aberdeen that yeah. will always be a, you'll always have that to go by let's have a look at McInnes he's taken a team who was finishing around ninth and 8th yeah. 
in the Premiership and he's taken them to finish consistently second mm-hmm. against the Celtic team who've got much more resources yep. and even when they were on Dyla and he finished second to a Celtic team of Brendan Rodgers but he's also done this whilst Rangers haven't been in the league Hearts haven't been in the league and yep. Hibernian haven't been in the league it's, it's difficult I mean the, the and, budget, Dundee, and Dundee United the reason I mean, one of the reasons that a lot of Rangers fans were keen on McInnes was that you know he'd done relatively well with Aberdeen on a very budget. limited budget had had Derek McInnes had £10 million to spend last summer the, yeah. the same that we would have spent it better than we did I, I think so yeah. I mean we would, probably would have been sitting here with Kenny McLean maybe Graham Shinney and then a few other kind of do you think players. we'd have tell you what I think we'd have Lewis Malt Probably, yeah. I think we have Jason Cummins. And, you know, that, that would have been great. But Harvey Anderson dream happened. team kind of come yes, into effect exactly. here. <laughs> um, but, you know, Derek McInnes will never, in my opinion, will never be offered a bigger job again in his life. I reckon so as well. It's You're yeah. not, for a man, I mean, he, he's a good manager, but he's not a world-class manager. He'll never get offered a job as big as what he's just been mm-hmm. offered. And I understand, had he turned it down on the basis that Rangers weren't, you know, quick enough to approach him I would understand yeah. that mm-hmm. but at the end of the day for someone who claims to have been a Rangers fan demonstrated that when he played for us that he was, he was you know he's a blue nose yeah. I don't understand it and therefore I think you can only attribute it to he he, he, he just could he just could bottle it okay oh, sorry he did bottle it did bottle it uh, and Dell or he's Derek now he's never going to be Dell never going to be Dell again yeah. uh, Derek returns to Ibrox at the end of this month mm. I mean narrative Clarkson I think see to be honest with you I think most people are over it now. Um, yeah. I remember on on the Thursday night where we found out that McInnes had decided to Aberdeen. Yeah. I messaged you. Yeah. I was thoroughly pissed off. Yeah. I was fuming because I initially blamed our board. Yeah. And our board are to blame for for a, a partial amount of blame. Yeah. Um, but now it's it's a, I don't even really pay any attention to yeah. it. Yeah. So we're uh, moving on towards the latter part of the year and milestones as we talked about Celtic. Um, having one of the treble, having not lost the game the season before, kept this momentum going until December, um, where they faced Hearts, Hearts uh, at New Tynecastle, where they've just built a new stadium, yep. not new new stadium, new stand, new stand. and Hearts come out like I don't know, never seen anything no. like I've never seen a Hearts team like no. play like that since for. 2012 Scottish Cup final, really? No, I mean, I didn't watch it. I was funny enough, I was in Edinburgh at the time and I for- totally forgot the game was on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked, <laughs> I looked at my phone yeah. after just passing John Hartson at the Edinburgh yeah. Christmas market, and that's kind of what prompted me to do it. Um, <laughs> so it was 3 0, and I thought, oh wow. Yeah, well, um, I kind of feel like I was robbed of this moment of relief more than anything by us losing the day before yes, against Johnson I think that, that that for me was the, the, the defining factor because as, as much as it was funny and it yeah. always will be yeah. um, and any old firm fan will tell you yeah. you know watching side lose is always good fun yeah. um, but I was really surprised that it didn't happen the previous week against Hibs because that was yeah. that was a great game um, and mm-hmm. we were very lucky not to lose it yeah. um, but I think I've spoken to a few Celtic fans and they've said that as much as unbeaten norm was a great thing to have, it was becoming a bit of a burden. Yeah, and perhaps would, the best thing to happen was for it yeah, to end. Not getting drawn games isn't going to no. do. No, I, I think I think the overriding feeling was that they were glad to get it out of the way. Yeah, but the manner of the defeat and you know, Celtic and Hearts does not really yeah, very yeah. much love loss, mm-hmm. especially at Tyne Castle. I don't think help matters. But, yeah, um, it was Har- Harry Cochran was, what, was he sixteen. Yeah, putting in that kind of performance played super. We, we praised Scott uh, Brown in this podcast, but he totally ran over him that day. Yes. Uh, 
Kyle Lafferty as well, man. We've man, I've got a lot of time for. Yes, a fantastic celebration. It's, it's good, cel- yeah. Well. Um, played really well. And who got the other two goals? It was Milinkovic. Milinkovic, yeah. Milinkovic got a penalty, and uh, I think he got another one. Yeah, yeah. he got two, and then Lafferty got one, and Cochrane. Cochrane got the first yeah. one. No, so it's some performance by Hearts, and they've actually kind of turned the corner at the end of this year. Yeah, I mean, Craig Levine's a good coach, and to be honest with you, they've in my opinion, they've got one of, if not the best, centre back in the league. I think Christoph well, Berra is. Guess Christoph Berra and Mufa have been player of the year this year. Potentially, I mean, I was very disappointed that Rangers did not get him winning the championship. Yeah. Fair play to Christoph Berra said, I think when he came back from Ipswich, yeah. he'd never play for another Scottish team apart from Hearts. Yeah. So, you know, fair enough, loyalty. Um, but I think had they, if they didn't have Berra, yeah. um, and I, I quite rate John Suter as well, yeah. um, then they'd be struggling. Uh, and obviously Jamie Walker's now away as well. So Yeah, do you, was away at Do you think we'll hear much of him ever again? Oh, I mean, I never really, he had a good season last year, yeah. but I, Jamie Walker, I mean, I, I've not seen him that much, but mm-hmm. he would have come in, he's a left-sided player, is he better than someone like Josh Windass no. on his day? Then no, Probably not. I reckon, I kind of wanted him, if we could have got him on a free at the end of the year, yeah. I thought he'd been yeah, a good yeah, squad player absolutely, for us. Absolutely, but no, definitely, I, 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 can, I, I believe Walker can but, play through the middle as well. Yeah. He is a good blue nose. Yes. <laughs> he is a good blue yes. nose. So, well, he'll always have the support from us. Um, so, we'll see a bit more from Hearts in this month when they actually play uh, Hibs. Yeah, I mean, the end and of the, the, Surely yeah. you think we could get a result. The last right? Edinburgh Derby, I must have, I, I always look forward to watching Edinburgh Derby. Yeah. The last one was at the Damp Squib. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, they're always good games. So, mm-hmm. as many of them as possible would be good. Yeah. Right. Uh, to finish off, we're going to jump over to international football and talk about uh, Scotland v England back in June. No matter where you sit, if you really get behind Scotland, as a pretty momentous day. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, where did you watch for the game, Lachlan? Um, I, I, I actually missed the first um, like the first half. Yeah. So I got home in time for the second half. Uh, and I remember seeing uh, England's goal. Uh, uh, Oxley Chamberlain scored the first, yep. and Gordon did really poorly. But it was a really, yeah. the sun was in his eyes, so I thought, oh, you know what, fair enough. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, as much as I find it very difficult to get enthused by anything, was Joe Hart wearing a cap that day? Uh, Pretty sure I he don't was. Think so, Gordon. I think Gordon no. might have been after the goal went in, but yeah. I can't remember. Oh, that, that'd, that'd be great to help Craig. It would be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as much as anything, Lee Griffiths. You know, mm-hmm. nothing that Lee Griffiths does will ever enthuse me. Yeah. Um, I think because there were two wonderful free kicks and because yeah. it was so late in the game. And so close together just, yeah, as well. And everyone just, and the re- it was it was different sides. Everyone just, I think everyone just got caught up. Yeah. I remember the comment, I remember Gary Neville on Sky Sports saying when the second one went in, I've never seen a celebration like this. And, yeah. you know, as much as we may criticise Hamden for its atmosphere. Yeah. Looks rocking that looked day. Looked rocking that day. Yeah. And uh, I must admit, when Hurricanes were the Glasgow, I was, I was a bit gutted. Yeah. Um, I remember having quite a good day overall. I remember um, a friend, Lewis and I've been on this pod, uh, we were a friend from Unis, and it was like getting a few Darvitts in before it. It's like, here we go. First half, I thought it was a, before the 60th minute, I thought it was a really bad game. Yeah. England scoring really. Yeah, two, two, two average teams. Yeah. Really playing a game. Yeah. Um, England scoring to really get things up and running. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it was a bit. I'll tell you what. I don't think until a few minutes before, I had to say the last 10, 15, Scotland came into it. But yeah. before that, I didn't see much. It's, it's, it's weird though, because if you were a Scotland player on that day and you, you saw the crowd, it was a nice, it was a nice kind yeah. of early evening as well. You can't have you'd be up for it. Yeah. I think credit needs to go to Martin Tyler as well if you watch it on telly. His oh, like goes fantastic. again, but as, as he screams before Griffiths hits the second, yeah. it's really like, well, how iconic that would have been. 
hadn't if Scotland had gone on to yeah. one and would have, you know, I'd only sure Armstrong cleared that ball. Clear, not to put blame on anyone. Not person. to put blame <laughs> on any one person who played for any ten yeah. team, but uh, yeah, there's absolute truth to that. She should yeah, have just put Kane, it away. Kane, Kane was left unmarked as well. So Kane was, being left unmarked, should Gordon probably should have done better at the shot. Yeah, but it all felt very typical. It does, and in my lifetime, I've I've never seen Scotland. I mean, it's happened in my lifetime, but I, I've not witnessed Scotland beat England. Yeah. And uh, it's one game that, when in the lead up to it, I'm not really that fussed about. But when it happens, yeah, Scotland's record against England at Hamden isn't all that great. It's, it's, not, it's pretty no, poor. It Most famous results are always tend to be at Wembley. Tend to be at Wembley, yeah. But yeah. I, th- I think Scotland, it's a great fixture. You know, it's, it's happened more recently in the last five yeah. years than yeah. it had done than I, than Ten, I can remember. Yeah, but I, I like it to be a can annual thing. Yeah, you know, just one one year at Hamden, one year at Wembley, um, and yeah, it'd be good, mm-hmm. good to watch. No, I enjoyed it. Um, what I did enjoy was the qualifying campaign petering out. Uh, no, I remember watching no. it. I really don't like it, but I ended up watching it at the park bar, the Slovenia game. Uh, I had to endure someone screaming Mon the Fum the whole game. I'm mm-hmm. presuming that was about Lee Griffiths. Um, going 1-0 up against Slovenia and getting drawing it is pretty criminal. Yep. Forget sob stories. No, I mean, you, know. you can blame genetics all you want, but yeah. um, the, the last, not, especially the last two qualifying campaigns have been dreadful. Yeah, and there've been some dreadful. dreadful? Um, no, I wouldn't say dreadful in terms of the overall, but the way in, the way in which they've whimpered out. Yeah, it's just been disappointing, and you know, it's it's yeah. You know, coming up to the, in this summer, it will be twenty years since Scotland last qualified for a yeah a major competition. And that's it's not good. inexcusable. It's not good enough, and it also shows that overall we're not good enough. Yeah, um, and that's pretty disappointing considering how mad we are. We all are in football. Well, not good enough. But you know what. Rangers Scotland. Yep. Not good enough. That's Not it. Good enough. That's very <laughs> Not much good enough. <laughs> Summing up. <laughs> Not naming the podcast for that. <laughs> right. But I think Lachlan's done his time. We've covered it all from Pedro and moving glasses around. Yeah, so the, um, dog, the dog barks, but the caravan. Keeps caravan moving. keeps on moving in 20. I think, you know what? I quite like it, the caravan stayed in 2017. Bit grim. Anyway, cheers for coming on, Lachlan. Good man. Stevenson can get there. Chance for St Johnston. Oh, it's in the back of the net. Unbelievable. Marciano got the stop, but it broke off the goalkeeper. McGeoff slipped in the centre circle, and it allowed St Johnston to push forward. It was a great save from Marciano, but the ball broke kindly for St Johnston. And right at the death, they look like they've snatched the three points back. Oh. Not really much you can say about that, Keith. No, 